0: I'm Sumit Bose. Welcome to the Net Hero podcast, day five of COP. And today I felt old, bloody old. I'm old enough, but today was Youth Day, Youth and Sort of Empowerment Day. And there were lots of speeches taking place at COP, but really the real action was outside the blue zone and the green zone. It was in the streets where a certain young Swedish girl was causing a stir once more.
1: A PR event.
0: Yes. Yeah, Greta was there and lots of people were protesting, joining her in a march through the centre of Glasgow. Funnily enough, a lot of them seemed a lot older than than the youth would be. So it came to us as we went around to a fringe event to actually find really young people. So Rob and I uh, went to a place called the, the Ferry, which is a kind of fringe event right on the River Clyde, where there was a session with young scouts from around the world. And we caught up with two of them to find out their views on consumerism and what young people really want from the business world.
1: So my name is Ada Segerstam. Uh, and Ada <laughs> I'm from Finland. And you're a scout? I'm a scout, yes.
0: Okay, and you are?
2: And I'm Sara Rodriguez. I'm from Portugal and I'm a scout too. Okay,
0: get together, get together, guys. Let's, here we go. So, two scouts from two parts of the world here at COP on a boat talking about climate change. Why did you come all the way here?
1: So I think it's very important that Scouts have a presence here because being an active citizen is what Scouting is all about and I think it's important that we as young people are here to put pressure on the leaders and also to connect with each other on uh, what kind of a future we want to
0: build. What's happening in your country? Are you happy with what your government's doing, what businesses in your country are doing around trying to make things a bit better?
1: Right so Finland is where I'm from and that's often framed as this uh, exemplary uh, climate leader and we do have ambitious targets for example the government's pledge to be carbon neutral by 2035 um, and I feel that uh, a lot of good things are happening but um, the idea that you're leading and doing well should not keep you from pushing forward and being even more ambitious. And I think here the most important thing is that uh, it has to come with tangible action. Um, So I think um, working together with young people is what the government should be doing even more, even more, and uh, delivering the 2035 target.
0: To push them. That's what yes. you want to say. Yes. And what about in Portugal? Are you happy?
2: Uh, more or less. So in <laughs> Portugal, we have do, we have been doing a lot of improvements. Uh, we are all connected, academy uh, and academia, uh, with the government. So we have been doing a lot of improvements in renewable energies, in cleaning water, and we have a lot of type of different technologies. But there's a part missing, because we can't improve more if we don't hear other people, and if we don't have like an intergenerational experience. We need to hear the oldest people, but we also need to hear the youngest people and bring these uh, subjects that are It's very, very urgent um, to discuss and hear everyone. We need to hear our people and understand what people are trying to say, what people are demanding, so we can have a common future, that it's well-being for everyone.
0: We represent a a platform that is about business. We say better business, better planet, because let's be honest, you've all got mobile phones. You're not going to give up your mobile phones. You want to go on holidays, but maybe you fly on a jet that's clean with hydrogen do you see this argument a lot of people say young people like you are anti-business how do you feel about that
2: Uh, i don't believe that's true actually Uh, i believe that for sustainability and for a future we have to be uh, aware of three things society economy and environment and all of these things have to find their balance so if you don't have economy you can't have money generate money and you can build a society without that but you have to be aware that if you want to grow up if you want to develop a, a sustainable economy uh, you have to respect the resources and you have to know what resources are available and respect the term life of them. Yeah. How old are you, sorry?
1: Sorry?
0: How old are you? 24. 24. I could never have spoken like that at <laughs> 24 <laughs> It's amazing.
1: If I can just uh, continue from there, I don't think young people are, of course I can't speak for all young people, but I don't think most young people are necessarily anti-business. No, yeah. we are conscious consumers and yes. we know that a lot of businesses can do much better than what they are doing at the moment. And we also know that um, voicing our demands as conscious consumers can drive them to be better and to use the huge potential they have for bettering this society.
0: Now that's a brilliant point because you are you know, hey, when I was your age, clubbing, clothes, you don't think that now, so but you want to do that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't want them made for two pence in, in Bangladesh, and you don't want them thrown away. Do you think businesses are gonna start to listen? Because you are the consumer, you know, I'm old, you're young, you're the future if businesses don't adapt you won't go and buy their stuff will you
1: yeah i think that is a very valid point and um i find that in order for a business to survive in the 21st century and like in this turmoil that we're experiencing they really have to tune in to what the consumers of not even tomorrow but like of the next hour really are going to want and Uh, yeah I hope that businesses see that this can be a question of really life and death to them so um, I see a lot of promise in progress a lot of um, businesses are becoming more sustainable but I think that has to come with greater transparency as well so, like with politics, promises aren't enough, tangible action and transparent documentation is what's needed.
0: You're two very intelligent young ladies, right? There are lots of young people who are very engaged, but let's be honest, there's lots of other young people, you probably know friends, who are not engaged. Do you think that overall, you can see with your friends that they care? <laughs> so you know, when you're having a conversation, where did you get that, oh hang on, you shouldn't mm. buy that, is yeah. that happening?
2: Uh, it, it depends on the, the friends group and the, the places you are at. So, I think that we all need to engage. But before that, we need to explain people why is this urgent. Because if we are going to alarm about this and if we are going to be like raise, raise, raise uh, so much an awareness we can scare people so we have to slow down a bit and explain exactly what's it's going on here what it's going to happen in the future and how we can prevent and that's how we are going to engage people yeah.
0: with
1: kindness and empathy yeah and I do see that happening in my friend groups in my like yeah indeed indeed and uh, but I feel that's just uh, in a way my social context. So uh, I think that's something that businesses should tap into because people want, young people want to be ethical consumers. So if businesses make that easy for us and make it easy for us to uh, buy ethical and be sure that it's transparently made that I think has huge potential and should really li- really be looked into much more and taken much more seriously, I feel. And I think one more thing that really connects to this is um, that young people, uh, us like conscious consumers, can't be only looked at as the consumers of tomorrow, but taken seriously as a interesting uh, group of consumers already because we do have the interest and uh, more than you think, have also the resources to engage with businesses and their products.
0: Last before end, what do you tell your parents? You said, don't drive that car, why are you wearing those shoes? Stop smoking that. Have you, have you seen the difference in your own parents when you talk to them about, you know, the climate stuff, are they aware? I mean, I'm old, I, I do get it, mm. but you know, it's different when mm. your children say, what, what happens?
1: I think, uh, yes, we do have those conversations with my parents. And I think two things are very important there. Firstly, this like um, empathy and compassion, and in a way, talking as a human to human and uh, doing it without this like naming and shaming. And I think that goes beyond family, it should be practiced more in society. But also, I think uh, making it tangible. For example, uh, there was uh, last summer was very hot in Finland. And uh, in this like exceptional heat we were experiencing, the conversation started whether we should uh, switch to an electric car when that's possible. So I think connecting it to your everyday life and doing it with empathy and compassion are key here.
0: How about
1: you with your family? Yeah, uh, I believe on other,
2: what others said. And funny story, my mom was the first one who started to be uh, more careful uh, with our daily life and our routines back home. She started to to uh, have some rules on uh, how to save water, how to save energy, and we start to be more sustainable and more efficient back home, thanks to my mom. So it's really cool.
0: That's cool. (laughs) Older people can be cool. I like that. Finally, have you enjoyed your, have you been around COP yet? Have you you just been here? Or tell us what what you think of it.
2: Uh, So we are at the green zone mostly of the time. And uh, it's nice for us because we are doing Oh, sorry, uh, we are doing a lot of networking and to get to know other projects and other companies who are very interesting in non-formal education which is a uh, really, really uh, good point for scouts because that's it's what uh, we are all about, non-formal education and how we can fight climate change through this.
1: Yeah, have you enjoyed it so far. I have. Uh, so I think the most valuable thing for me has been networking with other like civil society uh, actors. But, however, I wish there was more space for this, like also vertical engagement with the decision makers, so that there would be actual uh, space and practical access for young people to engage in the negotiation
0: process. We should have stuck you in the blue zone on that panel, shouldn't we? We should have had you out there with, with the big. I would have loved that. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you've been brilliant, and if you're the future, I'm very grateful. Thank, thank, thank you. you for your time. So I couldn't believe how they spoke. I mean, there's no way, as I said in that, I could have spoken anyway as eloquently as that at their age. I certainly can't do it now. But great thinking, great thoughts, and what a great sense of kind of, you know what? Young people, we can't not listen to them when they speak eminently sensibly with reason. And those two young ladies I thought were fantastic. And there's lots and lots of great stuff going on around the fringes of COP. So if you're actually in uh, Glasgow, check that stuff out, but uh, follow our content online. We'll be bringing you much more. That's the end of the first week of COP. Tomorrow we'll do a kind of roundup of all the things we've done, all the things we've seen. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. Uh, give us an email if you have any questions, nethero at futurenetzero.com. Use the hashtag netHero. Follow us on social media. I've been Summit Bose, Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the NetHero podcast with Summit Bose from FutureNet Zero. Visit our platform for all things Net Zero. And if you or your business is doing great things on the path to Net Zero and want to be featured on the podcast, Email nethero at futurenetzero.com. Follow us on social media. futurenetzero.com Better business, better planet.